Welcome to Muppets Dropping Mitts, I'm Hogthrob. I'm Strange Pork. We're just a couple of Muppets who don't know anything, drinking drinks. And talking sharks hockey. Hey Strange Pork, what you drinking? I'm drinking a, mm-hmm. what's it called, London Dry Shilling Sahard Cider. Sahard? Sh- yeah, Shilling's, I kind of put an Schilling's S in there. Hard, yeah. Shilling's Hard Cider. It would have been fine, but I had to just mention it, so. Yeah, You're how welcome. dare you? Uh, what do you think of that cider? Like, I've, I've... I always buy it and I'm excited about it and then I drink it and I'm like this I mean, is okay. I like okay. it. It's a really solid cider. Okay. I mean, I'm trying to com- remember what the Sasquatch one tastes like. Compare like compare it to like Dylan Gunther. Like <laughs> <laughs> Is it would you would you pick it over Dylan Gunther? Um yes. Okay. I would. I I think it's yeah, it's really solid. It's 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 going to take less development. Yes. For this cider. I like a good dry cider. It's already there. It's got just a hint of sweet. Like, it's already pretty much where I want it. Fair enough. Unlike an Angry Orchard, where it's, like, too sweet. Angry Orchard is, I mean, they're kind of dead to me. I just, okay, I'm just going to plug this right now, and then we'll get into what you're drinking and hockey. But they used to have that elderflower cider. That was Angry Orchard? Yeah, it was Angry Orchard. And it was so fucking good. And it was seasonal. And they'd only come out with it, like, in the fall. Mm -hmm. And then they just, like, stopped making it. I've never found it again. But that was the best cider. It was great. Hands down. One of my favorite ciders. And, yeah, they just don't fucking make it anymore. So, Hogged Up, what are you drinking? Um, I have the remnants of a mint julep. Mm, Um, Remnants! mostly bourbon now. Yeah, we've just been pre-gaming. Yeah. um, This is my victory bourbon, which I got for winning the Ryan Merkley bet. Um, which we talked about last Well, yeah, which episode. to recap, we... I, I wagered a bottle of bourbon that Ryan Merkley wouldn't play a minute for the San Jose Sharks. Yeah. I was thinking he was going to get traded. That didn't happen, but he didn't play a minute. Right. And I was on the other side saying he'd play some time. Yeah. Even if he played a shift, like, yeah. he would win. Yeah. Uh, but I, I fucking won. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Enjoy your victory, bourbon. And we also have some... Shark shots! Shark shots! Woo, woo, woo. Is that our official sound? That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our that's our uh, highly edited <laughs> yeah uh, intro piece. Yes. To um, shark shots, and this is our shark shot to Joe Thornton getting eliminated. Yeah. Yet so again. you know, this is our equivalent. You know, usually we shark shot for like a victory or like something we want to celebrate. But this, this is all spite. This instead, well, I mean, like I feel a little bad for him. It's sad spite. So it's definitely like this is the equivalent of our pouring out a drink for Joe Thornton, but we're pouring it out into, into our gullets. Hell yeah. Top five orifice. <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> uh, I hurt myself doing that. <laughs> I like you laugh. You just like chug. laugh, inhale. Oh man. Oh, okay. it's brutal. Right. Oh man. What was I thinking? I don't know. Not thinking, probably. Yeah. Don't stare at me. <laughs> okay, so hog drum. Drink your fucking shark shit. I will, but I'm gonna give you a prompt first so I can drink it while you're talking. Um The lottery was today. Yeah. And uh did it go how you expected? I mean, I guess ultimately that was some boring ass shit. Like we waited to podcast till today. Because it was the draft lottery. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
That was the most boring fucking rollout. It was like, here's the odds to win the first overall pick. And it was just like, exactly and that's exactly how, yeah. no movement from any team. So the NHL changed the rules of the lottery for this year and going forward to basically make it anti-fun in a lot of ways. Like last year, the Rangers won and they had a very low chance. They were like going to be 14th or some shit, but the Rangers win the first overall pick, which is exciting and Mm -hmm. cool. Like I'm not a big Rangers fan, but, um, you know, that's, that's, so really who, invigorated that franchise, but on the flip side, the worst team in the league, Detroit, had to pick fourth. They got bumped down from where they were. Right. So people were mad because they got the least amount of help. So the league, like, quote-unquote, fixed it, but it made it so much more boring. So I'll admit, I'll, I'll be the viewer... Viewer. Nobody can see us. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be the listener that doesn't know much about the draft pick and or draft lottery. And kind of say, so Could how? Be the Muppet. I'm the Muppet yeah. that doesn't know shit about hockey. Yeah. And um, so who gets entered in this lottery? Is it all the teams? Is it only like a number of the worst teams? Like what determined? Like what was it like before? And what did they change? So, in a nutshell, if you don't go to the playoffs, you're entered in the draft lottery. The worse you were, like the shittier record you had, Mm -hmm. the least amount of points, the better your draft chance was. Is that like the equivalent of like if you have more tickets in the hat? Yeah. Okay. So they kind of put your name in a couple more times because you were shittier. Yeah. They still, excuse me, they still keep it really low for the first overall pick. Like I think the best odds were 16% Mm -hmm. for Buffalo. Buffalo was terrible, like atrociously bad. Um... And so Buffalo getting the first overall pick, yeah, it makes sense. Right. But, like, they had the quote-unquote best odds at 16%. And so what it used to be was you could win the lottery and then go one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. Those were the lottery picks. Now it's just one and two. And now Buffalo, who's won it, can't win it again, can't win the first overall pick. Mm. If they win it, sorry, if they win it again within the next five years, they cannot win it a third time. I see. Because Edmonton won three first overall picks, which was bananas. Right. Edmonton winning Connor McDavid was such an upset. So they fixed the rules, and I mean fixed in like a, there was a problem and they Right, not like, not it's, like rigged. it's rigged. <laughs> but they like, they, they the league kind of... Uh, change the rules to try and make it a little more fair for the teams that are really, truly terrible. Yeah, that need it. That need more help. But it's not very exciting. Yeah. And Jeff Merrick, who's a commentator I really respect, um, he said that, like, New York winning the lottery is not a problem. That's great. That's Mm -hmm. really exciting. And that's entertainment. And that's what sports is. Right. You know, so like if if the Sharks had won first overall pick or second, mm-hmm. I'd be fucking stoked yeah, and confused. Yeah, we'd be ecstatic. Yeah, like it would be really cool. It'd be their highest pick since nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, like they haven't picked above the third. They picked third I think they in nineteen ninety eight. 
They just posted about how even being number seven is the highest they've had since 2003. It's been a long fucking time, yeah. Timo Meyer was the last one they picked at nine. They should have picked Rantanen or Barzil, but um, <laughs> they really should have picked Rantanen. Also, this whole fucking season, I've been bitching about like Meyer and Heischer. Yeah, right? they have this and they're doing chemistry. like really good right now. They are. That's still true. However, they never played together. Oh wait. For the Mooseheads. <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. So I was wrong. Oh Rob's a dumbass. Okay, so we've had like two or three episodes where you've talked about that shit. Yes, but I really dug in and what happened. So in the same season that Nico Heischer went to the Halifax Mooseheads, mm-hmm. that team traded Timo Meyer to a different team. Oh. He put up really good points on a different team so in juniors. So where did you get that idea then? I think Meyer's numbers were still inflated, but he played with a different teammate up until that point. Like, mm. he was kind of the finisher to some other playmaker on the Mooseheads, but I don't know who it was. He was, like, captain of the team. So Weird. I got it totally wrong. He sure played in the Swiss League. They played in, like, overseas competitions. Okay. But I do remember a narrative of, like, Meyer's the finisher to a playmaker. Like, Meyer's on the wing of, like, a Joe I guess, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how you got Heischer in your mind. Then that Heischer wasn't played end. for the Mooseheads mm-hmm. the season was Meyer the... was traded okay. from them. So they were... On the same team for a time. No, like, it was before the season. Right. But I thought they were. I thought they played together. They both played for the same team. So this is our uh, clarifying episode of Hogthrob being a dumbass. Yeah, I'm totally fucking wrong about that. But they do have chemistry. They do, obviously. Like, they've been killing it. Yeah. um, They look like a couple of, I was going to say meese, but moose? (laughs) Meeses. (laughs) (laughs) But... Yeah, so that's interesting um, for you to actually admit you're wrong. Um, right? First but, time ever on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, probably. Um, but that is super interesting because they are playing so well together, and I wonder if that's going to maybe force the Sharks to... I mean, I don't know what Nico Heischer's position is, but it, I mean... He's he's a center, and he's a captain of their team, and uh, he signed up for like seven years. Great. But my thought was the craziest thing to do would be the Sharks win the lottery... And they fucking bundle him, like bundle uh, the the first overall pick because Owen Power is cool, but they don't need him, and and LeBanc and anything you can for Nico Heischer, mm-hmm. and it will solve all your what problems. Because Nico the... Heischer only makes seven million a year. That's oh. a reasonable deal. Yeah, they could still re-sign Hurdle. Yeah. Like, it would work out. But also, in a way, like, if you were Nico Heischer, like, to play on a team with Meyer, who you have that chemistry with, like, that's a pretty appealing deal, when you right? think. On the flip side, what if they try and trade Timo Meyer To the Devils. Yes. I was thinking about that, too. That would be fun. So what if they trade Meyer to the Devils for, I think is uh, I'm trying to remember his first name, I think it's Jesper, but Brat. Mm. Brett is an awesome player who's kind of like under the radar that all the um, New Jersey Devils fans fucking love him. So it would kind of gut their team. They'd mm. be unhappy about it. But they get Meyer, who's got the good chemistry. chemistry. Tell me and more about Brett. What's his position? What does he do? He's a winger, I think. Um, I don't know if he's a right-handed or left-handed shot. But just for Let me look him up. own circle jerk, I'm going to assume he's right-handed. He's sure, why not? Every time... Like, he has... He has really great skill level that looks like constant 
promise of being a consistent NHL contributor. He's got finish. He's got the ability to like drive the net and finish plays. I have no idea if he's good defensively, but I'm pretty sure he got like 20 goals in a season. And all the New Jersey Devils fans are like, yeah, he sure he was cool. Great. Stellar. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Jesper Bratt. Like that guy is the shit. Okay. So Jesper Bratt, number 63. Hey, that's my old number. Oh, really? When I played. Yeah. Um, games played 46, seven goals, 23 assists, 30 points. That's not bad for a um, terrible team. Like that's like Kevin. A Le- left-handed shot. Eh, fuck. Um, lefty, lefty, shooty, shooty. Lefty, lefty, shooty, shooty. <laughs> My favorite. Um, what doesn't? What is his left winger? Yeah, not really a player the Sharks need, but he's a good player. I think Jesper Bratt, with, paired with Kevin LeBanc, could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't know what contract he's on, but like I think he's a really, a really good player that would be sort of, at worst, like a Rudolph Balsers. Like someone right. with promise, and someone who's really good and, and worth getting hyped Is that about. worth... That's a hockey trade. Is that worth trading Timo Myers to the Devils? Because even though Timo Meyer has not been great on the Sharks, he would be amazing on the Devils. Like that's a great, yeah. like that's a good deal for them. Is he worth that? You know, making the Devils that much better. Because I'm not really no. familiar with other Devils players. No, you'd need you'd need Brett and Picks. So. I'd say Brett and picks. And because the Sharks are good at drafting in the later rounds, mm-hmm. take later picks. Take a sixth and a seventh. Yeah. Like, you know, I think I think I just that realized that deal. you said picks and not pits. And I was like, <laughs> I thought pits I thought pits was maybe a player. Like, oh, you get Brett and Pitts. Brett Pitts. Yeah. The famous movie star. <laughs> Jesus God. Oh, that's great. Um, it would be nice to steal an underrated talent from the Devils. Mm-hmm. But in a perfect world... But giving them that advantage of having that combo... It's great seems, chemistry. It seems... On a team like that a keeps lot. losing and that yeah. can't put it all together... Like, Do they have a good goalie? <laughs> uh, they've got Aaron Dell. Yeah. How about you get Yes for Brett and Aaron Dell? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no. No fucking way. Um, I, don't, I don't know if he's still with them. They might not reset him. But I... I I think Jesper Bratt would be an interesting player. I'd say he's more consistent mm-hmm. than Timo. And Timo would blow it up over there. Yeah. So you'd want to pick. Yeah. Um, the Devils still might not be good. I don't know. They, they're they supposed to get out of the basement. I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah, I mean, if he's, if, if uh, Nico Hersher is the captain of their team and like you know, I, they're not moving him unless it's a crazy deal yeah they i don't know like but what would the sharks sh- have to give this them? is what i was thinking is like so the first overall pick has like not been traded mm-hmm. like since brian burke i think got the um he drafted the sedine twins second and third mm-hmm. but oh usually general managers who get the first overall pick do not fucking trade it mm-hmm. and so, it would take, like, the Sharks saying, hey, we're going to give you the first overall... If the Sharks won the lottery... Right. I think this is a really smart move. I don't know if the Devils would do it. It's probably not. But, like, fantasy mode, GM Hogthrob sure. would say, here's the first overall pick, and Kevin LeBanc 
and maybe I don't know, fucking Radim Shimik or like a defenseman because we're good at defense mm-hmm. and you guys have problems at defense. Mm-hmm. And a scoringy winger to make the cap space work. Give me your captain, right? Who's on a reasonable deal? Who's great and has awesome chemistry. With and then player. now you have a top line center, right? And then your center depth is Heischer, Couture, and Hurdle. Fuck yeah! Yeah, I mean For that the playoffs, sexy that's a playoff as fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah, I still think the Sharks need a one C. That's why like. I had such a boner for them getting, like, second overall picks so they could get right. veneers. Like, oh, but, it'd be so okay, good. So this kind of transitions nicely into how the draft picks have shifted. So yeah. veneers was high up in the draft, but now he's, like, six or seven? According to uh, Central Scouting, yeah, he's, like, dropped down, which is bananas. So if that's the case, then, like, your first pick for the Sharks is kind of in their range. Yeah. It would be amazing if they could get veneers. Um, I don't see any way that they don't, like, Buffalo, Seattle, and Anaheim, mm-hmm. there's, I highly doubt they're going to pass on Beneers. Yeah, Buffalo's yeah. probably going to take power. I think I saw, I mean, of course, it's all just speculation articles. And it's all bullshit, bullshit, but it's the off season. That's all we get to do is we talk about the playoffs. But I did see a thing about, about how, like, even though he's been moved down, um, he's still considered, like, a top pick. Yeah, but it's, like, how top? How many teams are going to pass? Like, there's, by, the only reason players get passed on mm-hmm. if they still have the talent is if there's, like, a personality problem, like Ryan Merkley. Right, or, or, you know, kind of like we talked about the Sharks, where it's like, oh, if they don't need X, Y, and Z player, then they're going to go for a player they do need. Okay, so, like, yeah, that's the best player available thing. So the Sharks are at seven, so we know exactly Mm -hmm. where they are. Right. It's good they didn't drop down to eighth. It's really boring they didn't move up, but fine. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Fine. GM Strangepork, do you pick... The best player available at number seven? Or do you go for need and be like, you know what? If he's still on the board, I'm mm-hmm. taking a goalie. I'm taking Wallstash. Or I'm taking the best forward on the table. Or what a lot of Sharks fans are rooting for is Brant Clark, who's a offensive defenseman. Hooray! More! A left-handed shot offensive defenseman who makes no sense yeah, on the Sharks. They don't need that. But he might be the best defenseman available at that position. So don't... let's say these are your picks. Like, you're okay. at number seven, GM Strange Park. You've got Brant Clark, offensive left-handed shot defenseman. Uh-huh. You've got uh, Jesper Wallstadt or Casa, who's the other goalie. So let's say mm-hmm. a good goalie. Yeah. Or uh, let's say like a high risk like boomer bust forward let's say it's mason mctavish who was ranked number two mm-hmm. by central scouting but ranked lower by other people like Chaz lucius another awesome name yeah or like dylan gunther or the porn star kent johnson mm-hmm. or like some other high-end high risk high reward forward mm-hmm. which way do you go i mean we've kind of talked about this in the past where like my impulse is they've given up the top player so many times and that's bit them in the ass that it almost feels like just go with the top player it's a very valid point i've bitched about it so much but my mo as gm strange pork over the years is get what you need um because what do you do i know it's really you you know there's like the history of giving up top players 
But then there's my practical mindset of, no, we need a good goalie or we need these things. Yeah. Now, this also goes into us talking about the Barracuda. Yeah. And um, I mean, are we surprised that a team called the Barracuda is where players go to get eaten alive? Oh, Barracuda. Um, so... I mean, You're a it, fucking soundboard now. I am. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I guess I kind of wanted to bring this up a little bit in terms of Timo Meyer and Nico Hersher. Is like, do they play so well together because they were in the same, like... They're both Swiss. Yes. And so that's what it is. No, but what I'm he saying sure is that... He sure just got that they, Swiss connection. They went through some of the same, like, minor leagues, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. In terms of training. Yeah. So... When they're paired up together, they kind of know that play style. Mm. Or, you know, they play well together because they kind of came out of the same woodwork. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Swiss like Swiss woodwork. But I don't know. So did Meyer play on the Mooseheads? Yes. He okay. played there for like three seasons and then he got traded to okay. the Sudbury Wolves. So this works then. So my thought is like, do him and Nico Hersher play well together because they both played for the Mooseheads or whatever and they got some training uh-huh. that pairs them well together because they were tr- you know coached in such a way that they mm. they were coached similar similarly they, they developed in similar systems yes um or who coaches the mooseheads can we get that guy right <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so this all comes back to if they get a goalie is he gonna succeed in the barracuda i don't know it's not been a great track record um, also, I just said the word track, but you need to keep me to, when we talk about the playoffs, I'm not going to use the term on track. Yeah, no. Because I said it too many times. This podcast brought to you by On, on Track. On Track! <laughs> what does On Track even do? They're like uh, drug and alcohol rehabilitation in this Great. area. Where they, they're a wonderful program. Great. And okay, you I'm, are off track. As of now, I'm not going <laughs> to say those two words in conjunction with one another. Yeah. Um, okay, so if I have to make this pick... I'm going to have to rail on you about being on track. <laughs> if I'm going to make this pick... Gosh, it's really hard not to just... There's a lot of waffling. I'm impressed. Good job. Now, Thank you. Now make your pick. I know. Um, it's really hard not to just take the best player. And but... that's totally valid. Mm-hmm. It's totally mm-hmm. valid. It's a legitimate strategy. Or do what you I go keep for, in like, mind, I'm building a long-term team? What I keep in mind is what you said, which, if this is true, I haven't really fact-checked you. Mm. But if they drafted, like, nine forwards last year, mm-hmm. they do not need another forward. That's fair. So if that's... And they're like, signing a lot of them, too. They just signed. So if that's the case, I'd go for a goalie or a defenseman. A goalie makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. A defenseman, I don't like it. Yeah. But I'm slowly coming around because I was getting all hyped about the Sharks winning the lottery. And I was like, what if mm-hmm. they have a top D pair, even though he totally sucked on the Barracuda, of Owen Power, who's massive, mm-hmm. he's 6'5", and Ryan Merkley, who's tiny. Because also, if you think about it, you know, whatever defenseman they draft now isn't going to play for a number of years. Yeah. So what if so it's like Merkley The and team's going to look different yeah so goalie is the need mm-hmm. for sure yeah and goalie prospect makes sense now i think i'm okay with the sharks or i don't know how i feel actually for the sharks future of like 
also sucking next year right. and keeping Jones. All the I fans mean, and the podcasters are like, buy Jones out, and then you take a $2 million cap hit, but then he doesn't play. And I actually feel like keep Jones for mm-hmm. this year, and then if you're going to buy him out, buy him out next year because it'll be a lot cheaper. Yeah. And he can play backup. That's fine. He's overpaid, but it's fine. Go I mean, get a different goalie. Yeah, and I did read an article probably on like Bleacher Report or something yeah. that was just talking about like moves for non-playoff teams. Mm-hmm. And the thing they were saying is like, Jones needs to share the load. And I agree with that fullheartedly. This is my... I've talked about this before. I think Jones plays too much too often. Mm. And, you know, it wears him out a little bit. Yeah. And when he was sharing with Dell at the end of last season, not this current he, season, but last season, he did better yeah. when it was more balanced. Yeah. And so if they get, like, an adequate goalie, and they really even out the time between Jones and whatever other goalie they have... Yeah. I think they'll have better performance, but if they just play him as a you know the starter goalie yeah. constantly all the time, then we're gonna keep seeing this. I agree. And um, so I agree with you in terms of like it's fine to keep him, but you need someone to share that load. Yeah, I think I I, I think that's a great point, Strange Pork, and I think that I think that Sharks fans and Sharks podcasters are reacting emotionally to Jones's you know, third consecutive year of, like, terrible save percentage. Mm-hmm. I'm actually okay if the Sharks keep him. It's just he's not the starter. He's an overpaid backup. But it's not Bobrovsky money. It's not $9 million a year. Or they play somewhat equally. Yeah, 50-50. or it's a tandem. A tandem with a better goalie that's not Devin Dubnik. Right. Like... Bring in someone who's better. And Dubnik didn't do terribly. Yeah, like, he, did. he really didn't. You can't have two sub-900 save percentage <sighs> goalies on a team with with Eric Carlson who does not stick check. Right. Like, if you're going to have Eric Carlson, which you are for seven years, then you need a goalie who's going to make timely saves. Now, we just saw we... The hockey community. Oh yeah. Just saw. You know all of us. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, I we we tweet at each other all the time. Yeah. It's mostly me and Nick Floor. Nick Floor is awesome. <laughs> but like, shout out. Shout out Nick Floor. <laughs> um, but uh, Carey Price, quote unquote, the narrative is he outgoalied the Toronto Maple Leafs mm. in their epic Game Seven collapse. Mm-hmm. Which I'm in a weird like state of mind. Like I'm really secretly enjoying the Maple <laughs> Leafs and like the most hyped community, most hyped team, all the coverage just totally imploding and eating itself. Right. Because I went through oh. that as a Sharks fan. Oh yeah, being reverse swept. Yeah, is fucking terrible. It sucks. It makes you question your whole idea. I was legit sad, like as a person, yeah. me in my non-hockey realm for like two days. Like <laughs> I couldn't do anything. Like, it was terrible, and it's so weirdly gratifying. It's like ultimate schadenfreude to be like, ha, 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 I feel your pain, Ojo Thornton's there. Yeah, he taught you how to choke, too. Ha, you've what? experienced this twice. Yeah. <laughs> one one of the tweets, one of the angry, spiteful tweets I sent was, uh, uh, Shea Weber said he saw it in their eyes that they were going to collapse. No, he didn't. That's something Drew Doughty said after the Sharks got reversed. Oh. It's like, oh, we could see it in their eyes that they were scared they were going to lose. Like, no. Bummer. Anyway. Fuck Doughty. Yeah. 
fuck that guy. A bullshit narrative that came out of this series was Carey Price stole the series. And he's like, a goalie. He's a goalie for the Canadians. Okay. Yeah. Paid $10.5 million a year. Ooh. Don't pay goalies. Because the Maple Leafs had Jack Campbell in net, who's a rookie, mm-hmm. who actually had a higher save percentage than Carey Price. But Carey Price has this, like... But they won the they won the series. They won the series. So... Interesting. However, just as far as, like, goalie performance and what you expect from a goalie... Yeah. This is why the narrative's false, and I'm jumping ahead of my own argument, which I'm making while supporting another argument, but shut the fuck up. Okay, wow, so okay. the point is, Carey Price is really calm and kind of, like, uh, ice ice in his veins, like, just really boring. But ice, ice, baby. That's not how it goes, but... Yeah, it is. It's not burner It's like, doon, 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 doon. Oh, okay, now you switch it. Now you switch it. Um, no, I think that was under pressure, what you just did. Oh, wait, he stole it from set- under pressure. Yeah. yeah. Plagiarism. Okay, go. In the same way the Canadians stole that series. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Carey Price is really calm. He makes good positional saves and occasionally really athletic saves. Mm-hmm. Jones is compared to Carey Price when he was at his best oh, in 2016 he because was so he was fucking like good. he was like really calm, really collected, yeah. positionally correct. And I think he can actually get back to that. We're just in the dark ages of his contract, but I agree with you that he's going to get to being competent. It might not be with the Sharks, though, and mm-hmm. never overpay goalies because you end up having to buy them out. And buying him out doesn't make sense this next season, so mm-hmm. bring in another goalie and that makes sense. But he's not going to be Carey Price. Right. And and even Carey Price isn't as good as a rookie goalie, so never pay a goalie. I hope that my, my ultimate point with the like Carey Price comparison and the whole Toronto Maple Leafs thing sure. is... I hope Doug Wilson, if he stays as GM, never overpays another goalie mm-hmm. like he's overpaid Martin Jones. Because you can bring in a rookie and they give you better save percentage. But once again, I really can't fault him because that year Jones first played for the Sharks awesome. was fucking amazing. Like, But I... he never should have given him that many years. Mm-hmm. He should have been like, I will overpay you. I'll give you $10 million. For like three years. Yes. Yeah. Overpay for shorter term because goalies suck in the long run. It's just even so Carey hard. Price isn't as good as Jack Campbell. Yeah, Jack Campbell was better. It's so tough. I I just I first off I don't envy goalies. Their no. job is so hard. It's crazy. And I the pressure of that like just like I don't know if you know I played lacrosse in high school. Yeah. And um for like. I don't know, half a second, I played, like, defense and a little bit of goalie. And it's so much pressure to be in front of the net. Like It's a different experience not having possession of yeah. the, the, I almost said Paul Buck. The, the Paul Buck. <laughs> the, the Puck Ball. <laughs> not having possession and that mental state of, like, countering, mm-hmm. like, playing to counter, playing to be in the right position to fuck up the other person's plans yes. versus I'm going to out, I'm going to out execute you. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it better versus, um, I know what you're going to do and I'm going to fuck you up. And I know lacrosse is totally different, but just the idea of like 
being in front of the net and feeling the pressure of somebody's coming at me and they have a chance of getting a goal, right? Like, they have a chance yeah. of getting past me and it's my job to stop this yeah like i don't envy goalies because their job is so hard i've seen you perform under pressure though you like dominated at foosball playing defense oh so, i'm like, fucking I great at foosball <laughs> so it's the same thing um and and you know they put me on defense you're probably fueled by reason. spite you're a person who loves spite you would be I fucking do. killer <laughs> And defense and goaltending. Like, yeah, I mean, God. they put me on defense, so apparently I was, that's yeah. where I was supposed to be, yeah. as opposed to offense. I'm not very aggressive, but I'm like, don't fucking come in my territory. Yeah, I, I also like, played defense in hockey when I was a, a wee little Is that why we've been together player. for so long? It's totally it. We're a D pair. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Pair you with this D, girl. No. That's really great, actually. Anyway, yeah. um, moving on. Um, I so Jones, I don't have any problems with them keeping Jones. Jones I just is they, on the team, and you draft a goalie. Yes, and it's fine. But they also need to get a goalie that can play next season. Is it worth it, in your opinion? Like, it's a really mixed record mm-hmm. with high-end goalies. So, mm-hmm. just to give you some brief context, um, Spencer Knight was a high-end he was a first-round draft pick from uh, on florida uh the florida panthers okay he played in the playoffs did pretty well mm-hmm. um they also have sergey Bobrovsky, who's on a like nine million dollar a year deal for Damn. seven years and he's playing like shit and they have a high-end goalie prospect uh-huh. now the goalie prospect is good in philadelphia meanwhile Carter Hart, season before last, was doing really good. Like, young goalie, top-end prospect, going to be really good. Mm-hmm. This year, the Flyers are one of the worst teams in the league. They mm-hmm. lost, like, 9 nothing. Like, they were just garbage. Oh, God. And, like, Carter Hart was terrible. Total down year, but not even, like, adequate performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but is that him or the defense? This is where I come back to. Like, the defense is a big part of the how the goalie performs. Yeah. So why... If that's true, which I believe it is, and I also am coming around to the idea of never overpay or overpay on the contract length for goalies, is it worth it, quote-unquote, paying a first-round pick at pick number seven Mm -hmm. for a hyped goalie? Or do you just go get a goalie on the free agent market or a goalie Mm -hmm. in the later rounds and take the same amount of time to develop them? The Sharks used to develop goalies. Not so much anymore, but they used to do that. So, like, if you're taking a goalie, Mm -hmm. I totally get it for the need, but there's a risk to it. And does that make this team any better than the Montreal Canadiens, who basically have a good goalie and have sucked offensively for a really long time until they finally started drafting good skilled offensive forwards mm-hmm. now well, that they i think have that's those, the appeal is it's really hard to give up those offensive forwards in the draft pick because that's what every team wants yeah i'm sorry for busting your balls over finally making a decision but if you no, took jesper wallstad like, at number seven yeah if the sharks did that i'd be like okay cool they yeah. now have a hyped goalie prospect but what if he underperforms too and he goes to the barracuda and dies like every everything else that goes to the barracuda right 
Well, then what? Then they, I mean, that's like, then they trade him, but for what? Like, they trade him for the coach of the Halifax Mooseheads. <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's get that guy. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, that is tough, but I, I just, if they've already drafted a bunch of forwards, they don't need more forwards. It's a solid point. That's my gut feeling, so I'm going to stick to that. Okay. So, I will say, based on your proposition there, mm-hmm. if I agree with you, then I'm taking Brant Clark, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. That, is that the second? He's the defenseman. Okay. He played for the KHL this year, um, but he's still going to go to the Barry Colts. Mm-hmm. Part of why I like this, I don't... I, I honestly don't want the Sharks to pick Brandon Clark. Like, personally, I really don't, but I get it. But if he's an offensive, yeah, it, why I don't he's want He's the offensive defenseman? Yeah, he's a left-handed shot offensive defenseman. They don't need that. Right! You can't pair him with Merkley, so what the, the fuck goalie. is he get doing Get the goalie. So, Owen oh, Power makes sense. Yes. Because Power and Merkley would be amazing. Luke Hughes makes <laughs> sense. Because Hughes and Merkley would be amazing. But, or should be. But, Brent Clark, an offensive left-handed shot. Like, you can't have two offensive defensemen. Maybe you can, but the Sharks don't seem to have a formula to figure that shit out. It's not like the defense are putting up that many points. You have to have forwards to finish for the defenseman to get a fucking assist. Mm -hmm. So... You have to have a Pavelski in front of the net. Yeah. That. I won't harp on that. I know. It's the constant <laughs> theme, but it's it's really the problem. Okay. So I in that article that I read on Bleacher Report that was talking about moves that the non-playoff teams should make. Yeah. They talked about either buying out Jones mm. or getting a goalie like Chris Drieger, who's going to be a free agent. Fuck yes. I want Chris Drieger so bad. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So he's currently playing on the Florida Panthers, right? Uh-huh. You know and... where I first heard about Chris Drieger? Hmm. Nick Floor! Shut hey! up! Follow Nick Floor on Twitter! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let's see. What's his 2021 stats? Regular season... 925 save percentage. 927. He's so good. Yeah. But here's the thing. Chris Drieger is going to go to free agency mm-hmm. because Sergei Bobrovsky is the one goalie on contract for seven years. And then they have Spencer Knight, who they drafted in the first round. Right. They're going to want to play Spencer Knight. Sergei Bobrovsky has sucked, and they need to make it work. Otherwise, they're just wasting a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. And Spencer Knight, they paid the price of the high draft pick. They want him to work out. Right. Where the fuck do you play Chris Drieger? Yeah. Or Dreger or Dragubaber. Like he's yes. gonna go to free agency. R I E D G E R. Chris Diggler. Yes. Diggler. Dirk Diggler, the yeah. goalie. Dirk Diggler <laughs> comes to the sharks. I'm gonna say Dreger. Yeah. Now he might want to get overpaid. Mm-hmm. Like he might want a eight million dollar contract or some shit. Right. Um but if they get Dreger, that would be stellar. So that's the, like, you know, the Sharks should get him in free agency. Yes. 
kind of suggestion. Because he would have a legit chance to be mm-hmm. the number one goalie or at least take it over. Right. And even if he plays 50-50 with Jones, Jones's performance will probably go up and Drieger will probably perform pretty well. It's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah, if they can make the money work, it makes a ton of sense. So the money's the problem, and that's where we get into The money's the problem for what he wants. What does Dreger want? I don't know, as he said. Oh my gosh, he's a baby. How old is he? He was born in 94. Oh my god. That's not that much of a baby. I mean, he's three years younger than me. There's motherfuckers in the NHL now who were, like, born in 2000. I know, I know. Like... They're all babies. If they're younger than me, they're babies. Okay. That's how I feel. Fucking gatekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in summation, mm-hmm. Sharks are picking at seventh. Hogthrob wants an exciting forward. Strange Pork is saying goalie. I'm just yeah. boiling it down. Yeah. Um, if they, there is a future where Doug Wilson remains at the seventh overall pick, mm-hmm. picks Brant Clark. Doesn't buy out Jones. The fan base is pissed. Mm -hmm. And the Sharks go sign like Derek Stepan or somebody really boring and bad for the third line center. Mm -hmm. They don't get Chris Chris Dreger. They go get like Aaron Dell. And it's kind of the same thing for next year. Yeah. I'm going to be pissed if that happens. Because I I want like exciting, crazy shit. They have to change something something big if they don't change anything if they make these minor changes or get these players that are just like you know moderately adequate it's going to be the same bullshit and that's what we experienced last year when it was like okay they need a goalie or they need whatever we've been through the same thing for two fucking seasons it's the exact same as last off season where if they just get like dubnik again yeah it's going to be the same bullshit they haven't changed anything their current play structure their current players their current lines are not working in a cohesive manner where they're actually producing play do you think doug wilson is a proper like uh bogart fan like is mm. he a smart detective is he smarter than in everyone general, else in I the room in general i think he is in general i think he is i i think he is too i think he made a bad judgment call on the pavelski thing yes. but outside of that i i think he's smart yeah. he went and got vander kane he yes. went and got and aside from the bankrupty, Vander <laughs> Kane is an amazing hockey player. Oh, he's he is so good as a he's hockey player. He's good at his job. We can we, next episode we can talk more about Kane. I have a lot of thoughts on Kane, but like he went and got Eric Carlson when he was available. Mm-hmm. He went after John Tavares. Yeah, and he, and John Tavares almost he, he almost did it. We were yeah. in the running. He could have come to the Sharks. Yeah, but. but he decided, I want to go lose in the major market. I yeah. want to I want to fail over there. There's something about childhood nostalgia and growing up with that. And fucking Canada. Yeah. And just fucking this Canadian bias bullshit. So. I'm over it. Yeah, I. So, anyway, Doug Wilson goes for big moves. Mm-hmm. Now, the context of this season, the Edmonton Oilers got swept. Connor mm-hmm. McDavid is mad. Mm-hmm. The Leafs lose in Game 7 and start eating themselves and trying to decide whether or not they need to... All the media is like, trade Mitch Marner. Mm-hmm. Mitch Marner is a right-handed shot, right-winger, amazing scoring, 
forward who didn't perform in the playoffs. He's young and has a personal, strong connection with oh, Patrick Marlowe, mm-hmm. who's basically like a father figure. Yeah. Jack Eichel wants out of the Buffalo Sabres organization. He wants to get traded, basically. Mm-hmm. More or less came out and said it. Sam Reinhart wants out of the Buffalo Sabres organization. Jack Eichel is a center, right-handed shot defenseman, $10 million a year. No, he doesn't have any trade restrictions. He is phenomenal. Damn. Or he's not phenomenal. He's a he's a thirty goal scoring power forward on a garbage team. Yeah. Doug Wilson is not stupid. Right. And he likes going big game fishing. He does. And he's good at it. So is he I I, I really think he's going to try something major. I sure as hell hope so. I really hope there's rumors and bullshit that circulates about, oh, the sharks are ringing the phones or whatever. Like, that's got to happen. Yeah. If it doesn't, there's also a really exciting prospect that was pointed out by uh, a rival podcast. Another sharks podcast about um, Tampa Bay Lightning are fucked against the cap. Like, they Mm -hmm. have no cap space. They're like negative caps. Oh, no. They're over. Um, so they're going to have to choose between Braden Point, who's a great center. He's just, he's so stupidly good. Also, that just reminded me, the Washington Capitals are kind of fed up with Evgeny Kuznetsov, who's mm. another awesome center. Um, 20 goal scorer in the regular season, but he doesn't like to follow COVID protocols, which might be a problem in California. Yeah, totally. But, He's a really good player. Um, So the Tampa Bay Lightning can't keep either Point or Sorelli. Point is their, like, top-line center whenever Stamkos is not, you know, is not playing. He's really good. Sorelli is a great third-line center, probably a second-line center. Mm -hmm. So they could go get Anthony Sorelli... Or Braden Point, or mm-hmm. try to trade for Kuznetsov, or something crazy. There's a lot of good centers right. available this season, and I think Doug Wilson is going to go after a big name trade. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they have to. They've gotta. There's got to be something big. I mean, last year they didn't do shit, and if they don't do shit again this year, it's going to be the same bullshit. I guess ultimately the stakes that the. the the options that are available. And his job is on the line. They're so sexy that if he doesn't do that and yeah. we're in boring land. He's going to lose his job. It's going to be off the case. Yeah. It's going to be like walking home in the rain. Oh, Fedora man. is soggy. Fedora is super soggy. You're smoking like, you're on your fifth cigarette. No, 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 no. No, the fucking Zippo won't light because you're out of fuel and oh. shit. Like that's where we're at. Bummer. Yeah. No, I I agree with you 100%. Those all sound like really good opportunities. And if they're available or wanting to be traded, free agents, whatever, um, if he doesn't go for them, then that's a big mistake. And I want to hear the rumors. Mm-hmm. I want to hear that the Sharks are in on him. Whether right. or not they happen, I get it. I want to keep Tomas Hurdle. Mm-hmm. Like, Hurdle's going to be a free agent. Yeah. But, like, don't do another Carlson trade. 
but like these players are too good to pass up and the sharks aren't good enough so so one thing i wanted to bring up to you hogthrob so we've talked about coaching a little bit yes and how you know they hired bobby boucher yeah and and rocky thompson Thompson. and i got you all hyped up on the coaching and but the thing is like (sighs) my gut feeling is like they need gallant Mm. they need to get gallant from the knights now is that a big enough move does that qualify as a big move i don't know i mean so basically once again this article i read about moves players should make they were saying that the kraken should take gallant which makes me think is gallant still like available is he not working for anybody yeah no he's so if he's still available i've seen him on tinder yeah (laughs) (laughs) um I don't have to So, know. their whole thing was that the Kraken should take Gallant and some other team should take Rocky Thompson. I don't remember which team it was. But um, those were the projections of, like, moves they should make. And, you know, my impulse last season was, no, they need to get... Like, I think, you know, Bugner's done an okay job, but get Gallant. Just fucking reverse the coaches between <laughs> Vegas and the Sharks. And just switch it up, and then it'll be, like, I mean, the rivalry is already so strong, and they already know each other's, like, play style, whatever. Turn it into a reality show. Yes! And so, <laughs> do you think that changing coaching this year will make a difference? Is basically what I'm asking you. Like, if they got Gallant, or if they got some other coach, other than Bugner and Rocky Thompson, like, does that help? Hype Throb says yes. Real Throb. Mm-hmm. says no really because hype throb thinks fuck yeah you know i was all like it, it you can't change a lot of these contracts mm-hmm. even if mad sharks fans get what they want and they fire doug wilson mm-hmm. the contracts stay there's no movement clauses right. they've signed up for years like yeah. nothing's changing really the core is set Mm-hmm. You can't rebuild right now. You could sort of do a partial thing, but yeah. you couldn't. You can't move Eric Carlson. He's not going anywhere. You could maybe trade Brent Burns. Maybe you can't well, move Classic. You so. can't move Couture. Uh, like the the core is set up. Right. No one's taking Jones. So nothing's changing yeah, I don't think so that therefore buyout's gonna happen. that buyout everybody wants isn't gonna happen i agree i think that's our like if we're gonna like stick our we should do another bet like, <laughs> like if we're Whether gonna like stick gonna our podcast jones. like fucking flag in the mud like it is totally that jones will not be bought out no um not this season maybe next season mm-hmm. um he's gonna be an overpaid backup for this next season um, or he might still be the starter, but he's not oh going God. anywhere. Yeah, if he's a starter, then the Sharks are tanking for Bedard, who's the next, like, he's he's a 15-year-old who scored, like, 30 points in 20 games. He's mm. a really good player. Next draft. But mm. he's going to be first overall, and the Sharks won't win it, and fuck everything. So, the yeah. point is, uh, the contracts aren't going anywhere, so change the coaching. Yeah. Get a, quote-unquote, better coach if you're actually going to pretend to go to the or just a different coach clearly what's happening right now is not working for them yeah i think bob boogner and the systems they implemented this year i've seen great defensive activation Mm -hmm. and i 
I really like that. I've seen three low in the slot. I've seen, you know, like three three players are lined up below the faceoff dots, and and they are playing a structure that is more defensive. On the athletic, they have just the basic stats of like most amount of block shots. Sharks are top five in the league. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They are trying to block shots. They also aren't playing with the puck very much. Mm-hmm. They don't have possession. Yeah. When Pete DeBoer first came over, and they also had, like, Dinus Zubris, who was, like, a 40-year-old veteran, basically, sure, yeah. playing on the fourth line, player DeBoer liked, um, and a bunch of other randos, like, they were a top possession team, mm-hmm. and they generated possession through their forecheck. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a weird stat, but they're trying to play defensive structure. The problem is you have Eric Carlson who won't stick check or won't tie people up. And Mm -hmm. Vlasic has apparently gone completely off the wagon. Mm -hmm. The only one who's really committed seems to be Burns. Um, And even then he turns over all the time. Oh, yeah. He's still a liability, but he's trying. Yeah. And I think he's trying because he he works really well with Bob Bugner. Mm -hmm. But it didn't result in success. Mm Mm-hmm. And ultimately, they weren't good enough to beat the Vegas Golden Knights once. Not a single fucking time all season. So therefore, you need different coaching. Now, Bob Boone was pretty hard on the Knights' former coach? Oh, interesting. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Suddenly, the Sharks can't penalty kill, but who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, I I think a new coach makes sense mm-hmm. if you want to sell me as a fan right hype throb that we're going to the playoffs right however real throb is over here going bob bugner implemented a good defensive system and this team still sucked at defense mm-hmm. and couldn't keep a puck out of the net mm-hmm. therefore it doesn't matter what coach you get it's the players mm-hmm. you need to you need to make fundamental changes to the players of mm-hmm. this team in order to actually get different results. Right. And not expect John Leonard or Alex True to actually be NHL-level players. Their development system doesn't work, and the natural linear progression of their players from Barracuda leading scorers to right. NHL contributors is false. Yeah. I don't care what Doug Wilson says. They are not good enough. I like Dylan Gambrell. Mm-hmm. He is not good enough to be an NHL contributor. Right. Clearly, Alex Barabanov and Rudolf Balsers, who were developed elsewhere, seem to be better. Mm-hmm. It's an indictment. Now, if Ryan Merkley flames out, that's the last straw. I'm fucking done. Right. Thinking the Barracuda are at all competent. If he if he doesn't make it to the NHL, like, then that is their ultimate failure, and that system also needs a new coach. Mm-hmm. Is Rocky Thompson? He's involved with the AHL, right? No, no, no. Rocky Thompson was in charge of the power play, which okay. was terrible this season, and he's kind of a de- based off of a PowerPoint. He is a defensive specialist. Did he, he spe- used to work for the AHL? No, he was in the, um, I forget what league they're, the Canadian Hockey League 
for the Windsor Spitfires. He was okay. their head coach, okay. which he was recommended to after his super awesome Andrew Yang style PowerPoint that he gave to like some fucking coaching convention. Bob Bugner went up to him and was like, hey, want to coach the Spitfires, who I used to coach? Um, so like him and Bob, Boog- Bob Bugner work really well together. And I was all hyped on Rocky Thompson because I was like, this guy is the offensive defenseman specialist. We're going right. to see 40 points out of Eric Carlson and Burns. It's going to be crazy. And we saw the activation. I saw Eric Carlson and Brent Burns skate through the neutral zone and Mario Ferraro mm-hmm. blast through the neutral zone to create a scoring chance or like go deep in the blue line uh, past the opposing blue line and not give up a two-on-one it was really cool from a just being a hockey fan standpoint but from like dumb fan standpoint it didn't result in goals yeah they didn't produce anything there was no finish to it it was nice from like a coaching cool because you and i always bitch about like you know Drive that puck in, like really skate it in, and like don't just, don't dump, just dump it and it. turn yeah. it over. Yeah, no, it was great activation and utilizing the skills that these players have. Brent Burns can skate. Brent mm-hmm. Burns can stick handle. Um, Eric Carlson has fantastic elusive ability mm-hmm. to handle the puck. Yes, Mario Ferraro is fun. He just skates his ass off. Oh yeah, like, he 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 can fuck up a lot, but he just skates and works really hard. It's crazy. Um, Knizhov is a pretty fucking good defenseman out of mm-hmm. nowhere. Like, all those things worked. We don't talk about Shimmick and Vlasic this year. We don't, we don't yeah. talk about that. <laughs> but, like, all of that stuff was great, but it didn't actually result in greatness. Yeah. So how good Which is, is it Which is super really? disappointing. Because... Yeah. So therefore change the coaching. Like, I get yeah. it. But Do you think Gallant is the coach? I don't know. Yes? Sure. Fuck it. Why not? Mm-hmm. If they actually think they're a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're a playoff team next season, Strange Park? I just don't know. I mean, as a Sharks fan, it's better to keep your expectations low, and which is sad to say. And then they slowly, like, suck you in like a little vampire. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I, you know, they so. They give you hope. They feed after you After last offseason. You're they like made Keanu it- in the attic with all the whores. Wait, is that a Dracula reference? Yeah. No, that's a fucking John Wick reference. Yeah. It's not really an attic. It's a fucking castle, but whatever. He's kind of on the top floor. Remember, he falls down into the river. Attic. That makes me think. Um. Okay. So what? (laughs) My point was, after last season, last off season. Yeah. They didn't make enough changes, so my expectations were nothing is going to change. And that's come true this year. They mm. fucking sucked. So It's, it's been ex- an extension of 2020, for yes. sure, for their performance, yeah. And so I feel like they either need to make big changes, or it's going to be the same kind of gameplay. So, Do you think a third-line center and a new goalie I don't know that it's enough. Yeah. It might be. It might be enough to get them to the playoffs. I don't know that it's enough to win anything. Yeah, so they can get owned by the Knights or the Avs. Yes. Um, And that's just because, once again, the players on paper should be playing better, but there's something about their execution that's just not connecting. 
and I don't know what that is exactly, and that's what kind of brings me to, like, yeah, I don't think Bugner is the coach for this team. Yeah. And I... Yeah. feel like they need to make some real change, because like you said, the players are strapped in, and they need to be playing differently Mm -hmm. in order to actually produce goals, good gameplay, get to the playoffs, and actually produce as a team. They need a Pavelski-type player in front of the net. They've got Burns. They've got Carlson. They need someone who can tip that puck. Yeah. And I know... Or finish on a fucking rebound or something. Oh, something. Like, they need if you're someone gonna have there. Someone, someone who's available um, to finish. Now, Barabanov is re-signed for next season. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. He had chemistry with Hurdle and Kane, for sure. Hurdle and Kane are also maybe the Sharks' best players. Mm-hmm. Like, they're great. Um, and he was kind of helping set them up or finish on simple things. Right. We'll see what he does next season. But, like, for Burns, Burns is going to shoot. Carlson mm-hmm. is going to look for an open player. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to look for an open player, you need a finisher. Yeah. And Pavs absolutely was a finisher. Yes. Like, holy shit, that guy scores goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I... They need someone who's fast, going to be in front of Carlson, or at least playing on the level Carlson. And I know we've talked build about around this a Carlson, lot. yeah. We've talked a lot about this a lot, like, all the time. But it's like, Carlson is often ahead of the game. He's making plays where nobody else is fucking with him. Yeah. Which is either a problem with Carlson and he needs to scale back. Yep. Or they need players that are going to be on his level and be ahead and be there to take the puck from him because he's just setting up plays. And he's so elusive and he's so good at, like, snatching the puck and just running with it. But then there's nobody fucking there. Yeah. And it's frustrating because it's beautiful to watch him play. And then there's just nothing for him to do yeah there's no he he just has to pass it to the corner yeah like make a more of a hail mary play and there's there's not an open forward and i think um maybe a new coach could make him play a little less aggressively yeah a little less risky Mm -hmm. maybe Maybe. I mean, I don't but know. He's like, gone through two coaches with this. But this season he played really well. Do you know who was on the team? Pavelski. Yep. <laughs> so The glue of everything. Okay, so really what we should be talking about is how do the Sharks get Pavelski back? Yes. Yes. <laughs> who they, do they trade uh, to the Stars to get Pavelski back? Dude. Well, they have to wait one more year and then he'd be a free agent. Mm. Which is what I do in every single one of my NHL 20 playthroughs on franchise mode is I sign Pavelski again. Well, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. It's Um, really hard for me to not go back to just they need him. Like. Clearly. Clearly they need him. They spent this season working on locker room culture. Mm -hmm. Brought in Matt Nieto. Brought in Devin Dubnik, who is like well-loved and like. Neat's Beats was bumping in the fucking locker room, <laughs> and, like, they they, they they clearly had a problem. Now, I don't think that's an indictment on Logan Couture. I think Logan Couture is, like, the consummate professional, serious... Mm-hmm. I think he's a 
good and as good an NHL captain as anybody. Mm-hmm. But I think you actually have a disparate group of people. You have a fucking Wookiee and a pirate. Right. And you needed Captain America to make this the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And they let Captain America create a civil war on the sharks. Oh! And now we're looking at the end game. Mm, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so all I need to do is. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if uh... I could just snap away all the players that I didn't want on the sharks. I. D- yeah. Ugh. Who would who would you snap away? Oh God! Like which player? Like I don't really have an object of hate this season. No, I really don't. There used to be like uh, it was Mike LeBanc, Brown. but LeBanc really turned. It no, around. he's fine. His his point production is totally okay. Yeah, he's been great. I wish he would be a bit better on defense. Mm-hmm. I think that is a real problem. But yeah, he's a right-handed shot winger who can create plays. Like he he's okay. Yeah. He's really not that bad. Um, I I think you could still trade him because he's overpaid. Sure, but... But he's not the worst. He's no. not the biggest of their problems. He really isn't. Um, Vlasic? Vlasic is a problem. Vlasic is a problem and it's allegedly... too bad. There are rumors that um, he didn't come to camp in the best physical shape. Yeah. And this is the, like, worst part. Whatever that means. Yeah, basically, like, um, wasn't really ready to handle top-end minutes. Wasn't wasn't really in shape. And I... It's a pandemic. We're all, like, off Part of game. the excuses uh, that were made was that he was going through a really tough time because two of his dogs died. Oh. Uh, which is sad. But I am fucking fed up with this, like, off-ice... Problems like tragic loss in your life like means you can't play hockey. Like, I'm done with that shit. Devin Dubnik had real problems because his wife got diagnosed with cancer. And now that his wife is in remission, like, he's going to play better. Nope. Not true. Didn't mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Craig Anderson's wife got cancer. He put up a shutout. And, like, the whole crowd, like, gave him a standing ovation, called him back out to the ice. It's one of the most beautiful moments in, in professional sports. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, off-ice issues and whatever happens in your and personal life affects you. For sure. I'm not saying it doesn't. But you're a pro athlete. All you know is this game. Mm-hmm. And when all you know is this game, your job is to perform. And at the end of the day, that's what you have to do. And your team will either support you or it is your responsibility to pull yourself out. Right. And say, like, I can't play. I can't do this. And and that's something that, like, my favorite personal connection, uh, Marcus Ragnarsson. So Marcus, like... Went to Philadelphia after kind of a disastrous season with the Sharks. He was going to be a free agent, so that's part of why he got traded. I was mm-hmm. devastated as a child. Yeah. Marcus had a really bad knee injury from, like, you know that little door that they, like, go into the bench yeah. on? It wasn't latched, and so Ooh. he, like, crashed in it. He was checked into it, and he, like, crunched his fucking knee. Yikes. It was awful. Um, it was It was really fucking bad and and really hurt him 
So Marcus has a bad knee injury. Mm-hmm. He ends up getting traded to Philadelphia. And so they move from the Bay Area and has kind of a derpy season there. Philadelphia is kind of a derpy team at the time. And, uh, and then he retired from the injuries and he really wanted to focus on his son, Jakob. And I never really got that. I was like, Marcus is going to play forever. He was like rookie of the year for the Sharks. Like he was a great player. He was paired with Mike Rathje. Like Marcus is the shit. And turns out, you know, focusing on his family is really what he cared about. Mm -hmm. And that was his choice to pull himself out of the game, considering the injuries, considering what he felt was really important as a dad. Like, that's what you should do. Mm -hmm. And hockey players are kind of like honorable dudes. These aren't like super egotistical guys. Like, they're kind of like overly humble. So I'm really fucking tired of hearing the excuses of like, oh, Mark Edward Vlasic got a new puppy, so his points are going to go up. Shut the fuck up. Like, play the game, do what you need to do as a professional athlete, Mm -hmm. and, and make those calls as a human being. You're capable. You're totally fucking capable. I think there's kind of, you know, definitely two sides to this because every individual is different. And I think some people let outside factors affect them more than other people do. But then there's like things, like there's certain hobbies that I have that I know when I'm doing that hobby. Like lacrosse goalie. Totally. (laughs) No, not that actually. But like, okay, so like when I'm dancing tango. Mm Mm-hmm. When I'm there and I'm dancing and I'm with a partner or whatever, I'm literally not thinking about anything else. It was the one thing through college that was like, if I went to tango, I wasn't thinking about all the other stress of all my other classes or anything else. I was so focused on Mm -hmm. what I was doing. Totally. And in some ways, even streaming now, when I'm streaming, I'm so focused on what I'm doing that all of my other shit goes away. That's what Kane said about like going to the rink with the bankruptcy problems. Yes. It's like he was... He was so glad to just focus all of his mind on just playing hockey. And so I think that that's very, very true for a lot of professional players. I think that there's a chance that some players, maybe that's not the case for them. But I'd like to believe that what you're saying is that like you're a professional hockey player. And when you're on the ice and you're focused on your game, that's all you're thinking about. Yeah, it, I mean, all of your other personal bullshit doesn't no really play in because you're so focused on what you're doing. Yeah, and I think that that's you know once again, I mean, these are just hobbies for me. They're not even my career, right? And that's how I feel about them. Yeah, and so I think I I I I'm on the side with you with, of like personal bullshit in some ways. I mean, we talked about this a little bit with like was it Aaron Dell? No. Dubnik. Dubnik. Dubnik and his wife and everything. It's like, there's a chance that that does affect him. Sure. But also there's a chance that he's a professional when he's on the ice. He's not focused on that. Yeah. And there's also, you know, cancer is such a funny thing. And I don't mean funny in like a ha-ha way. But like, everybody's case is so different. Yeah. And it depends on what type of cancer and it depends on. And so it's possible that like, yes, my wife has cancer, but we're in an okay place or whatever. Um, 
So everyone has a cancer story. I mean, it's, you know, it's something that's so widespread, but I think, you know, like, um, with, with a family member getting cancer, it's like a, you, you definitely go through a process. Oh yeah. But if you have an opportunity. In a way, hockey might be a distraction. Yes. Yes. Or, or a helpful one for you. You know, it might be good to just take your mind off it, depending on, on how you react to it. So I guess I feel like now Kane initially this season struggled Mm -hmm. and then once more of the bankruptcy stuff sort of took place and he got benched a few times, he actually picked his game up, had fewer penalties, yeah. scored at the best pace of his career. Part of that is also he stopped fucking trash talking mm-hmm. and like trying to fight people, fight like Ryan Reeves and Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that's a massive improvement. And then now that they're not going to the playoffs, guess who's tweeting about fighting Logan Paul and Ryan yeah. Reeves again? Hooray! Like, we're back to the old self. This reminds me of that guy. This is a total fucking tangent. But do you remember that guy we went to um, uh, England with who, like, got his tooth punched out? Oh, God, yeah. So there was that asshole who basically, like, he went to Witherspoon's <laughs> Which is like the most it's basic. Like a it's chain a chain pub, pub, but it's fucking great. I fucking love spoons. They're great. They're super cheap Th- and really nice food. You can get good curry and like a bowl of just mystery drink if for like twenty quid. Like it's the best. Yeah. So he goes to spoons and he's like, "I want to get in a fight." <laughs> and we were friends with his roommate. So this dipshit gets in a fight and he's kind of like overly egotistical and jockey. Gets his tooth punched out and is like the most humble guy. He's like totally, he loses the fight. He's quiet. He's shut down. It's like ultimate depression, right? He gets his tooth replaced. Story of a hockey player. And then instant dick hole. Again, it's like he's going to go fight at Witherspoons again. He's like, learn no lessons. And I'm a little worried that Evander Kane is like Witherspoon's guy. Yeah. And he's just going to be an idiot again. And the sharks are going to be like, we'll vouch for you, Evander Kane. It's cool. You can fight Logan Paul and pay off your bankruptcy and everything will be great. And then he's going to be stupid. And we're going to have like Evander Kane with 30 goals and 198 penalty minutes from dumb fights. Yeah. And Stick checking and like fucking tripping penalties. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. So you said he's fucking good at hockey. Oh, he's so he's talented. He's intelligent. He's mm-hmm. he's an incredible player. He's got speed. He's got skill. He's got size. Yeah. Now, granted, he plays kind of a power forward game, and so that doesn't translate well into your later thirties. But he is incredible at hockey. He's such a good hockey player. Totally. He's just kind of a bonehead as a human. I'd kind of forgotten about Witherspoon's guy. You're welcome. Okay, so the two other things I wanted to bring up was just, like, Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe. So they're two, like, veteran Sharks players. Really? Yes. Legends. Like, they are... The Sharks have never retired a number. Mm. Like, you know, no one on the team gets to wear a number. Right got to be Thornton that's never happened no they they're it hasn't happened yet gosh i didn't know that yeah um so basically with thornton and marlo it's just two separate things we could do one at a time but thornton's basically said he doesn't know 
if he is going to come back next season. I mean, yeah, he's in Toronto, and they basically, like, oh, the they just second... Oh, they totally the, reverse swept, and it was brutal. Yeah, the second the series is over, they're like, so, Mitch Marner, you're going to get traded, so, Joe Thornton, you're going to play again? Like, fucking day of yeah. that happening. They, like, so that was the headline, was like, Joe Thornton doesn't know if he's going to play again next season. And then the other thing is Marlowe, once again, the goal is chasing the puck. Yeah. <laughs> chasing the cup. And realizing that are. the Sharks might not be that team. And, yeah. him, you know, is it like, does he keep playing and trying to do that? Or does he stick with the Sharks? And, you know, he said he was glad to, like, get that record while he was on the Sharks. Like, in... Um, beating Gordy Howe's, like, games played mm. record and everything, and, like, it's it means something to him to be on the Sharks when doing that. Okay. But, you know, once again, it's like, if he's just, like, open to being traded because they're just cup chasing. I mean, he, so he's, he's going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. If you're Patrick Marlowe, do you sign with the Sharks next year to win a Stanley Cup? No. I mean, not really. No way. But... They're a question mark. Yeah. Like, unless the Sharks get Jack Eichel, I don't see how they're... Jack Eichel and Chris Dreger. Right. Like, I don't fucking see how they're going to make it. And Joe Pavelski. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, so, like, I can't blame him, but once again, it's like... You're done, bro. You got six points. Like, well, yeah, and, and he said in the the article I read that, you know, he, like, has higher expectations of himself. And for he thinks, sure. He thinks he has more to provide for a team, and... Um, he's probably an awesome dude. Like, he's probably just a great human being. Oh, yeah. He I, sounds like a super, like, all the young players are like, oh, having Patrick Marlowe on the team is super great. He's a great mentor. And, Mitch like, Marner and stuff. Austin Matthews fucking loved having Marlowe around. Like, yeah. Like, he's, he's a good dude. But, like... Do we think he's going to sign with the Sharks next year? And if not, like, is he even going to play next year? Is he going to keep cup chasing? Or is it retirement time for either of these players? One phrase that I've heard that I like is you don't always get to choose when you retire. Mm. And I think for Thornton and Marlowe, they're kind of at that point. Now, Thornton's had better point production. Mm -hmm. But... Marlo has not. Mm-hmm. Um, Marlo broke the record for all-time games played, which is impressive in its own right. Mm-hmm. And I think he will get into the Hockey Hall of Fame based solely on that mm-hmm. record, for sure. No problem. Um, <clears throat> but should the Sharks re-sign Patrick Marlo? No. Mm-hmm. No, he's not providing enough for the team for it to be viable. And it's kind of taken up a spot from some of their forwards they drafted a season ago that yeah. should be maybe making a, a debut on the Sharks next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't make any sense. Will another team sign him to go chase a cup for funsies? I don't know, man. I think he should sign with the Hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my you know my whole issue when I dropped the mitts on him is like he we've went, dropped the mitts so many times. He on went this to year. the Maple Leaves. He didn't do well there, and then he just like 
begged his way back to the sharks. Yep. So for him to leave again is just fucking more stab wounds in the heart. Yeah. yeah, it's just brutal. Like Marlowe's record with the sharks is a little weird now for how it's ended. Yes. And I think he could have chosen to go out with like humble dignity, which mm-hmm. would be on brand. Yeah. But instead, we're hearing from him, I'm a top six forward. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, dude, you're not. Thornton at least sort of accepted his role. Mm -hmm. And like Patrick Marlowe wanted out because DeBoer played him at third line center. And he was not happy about that. And for the first time in his career, he hired an agent. Mm. And then he went and got overpaid in Toronto with Mike Babcock. Um, who's this like hard ass weirdo coach who really loved Patrick Marlowe because he's old school as fuck. And then lo and behold, that contract was stupid and Marlowe's a streaky scorer and it didn't work out and he would have had a better chance being on the Sharks yeah. for 2018-19 when they got Eric Carlson. Yeah. Like he would have had a better chance at the Cup. The Toronto Maple Leafs have not won a playoff series since, like, 2004. Right, and this is something that you and I keep coming back to, Hot Drop, which is just, like, why do all these players go to the Maple Leafs Stupid to try and get Canadian bias. That's what it is. Because With they Thornton, haven't won His shit. family's nearby. Yeah. And they were good in the regular season with the no-defense division of the North. And then when push comes to shove, literally, the Leafs are soft. You can push... Somebody into the bench. Yeah, or someone off the puck. You can push Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner. I saw it in the Game 7. I watched the whole fucking thing. Like, you can move those guys physically off the puck. Mm -hmm. And they can have great goaltending, but no finish. And... They are just questioning who they are as an entire team. And Joe Thornton. Yeah. I was going to ask what you think he's going to do next. Yeah, I think he's going to play in Switzerland next year like he sort of flirted with this year. Mm. And then I think he's going to just pull a Yager. I think he's going to play internationally for a couple years. And keep going until he feels like he doesn't want to play anymore. And and I don't think he's going to be in the NHL next year. Hmm. I think Marlowe is going to want to be signed by some cup contender. Yeah. But unless he's smart enough... Like, Joe Pavelski went, wanted to go to Dallas or Tampa. Clearly, mm-hmm. he should have chosen Ch- Tampa. Right. But he chose Dallas. They went to the final. And then they're out of it this season, mm-hmm. even though Paz is leading on power play goals. Like, he's still really good on the power play. Well, what was the Sharks' power play this huh. year? 29th huh. in the league? Huh, funny. Interesting, yeah. yeah. Um, and so Thornton and Marlowe, Canadian players, Canadian-born, mm-hmm. go like, oh, we'll go to the Leafs, <laughs> and we'll bring them a cup, and we'll be ultimate glory. Can't get out of the first round. No can't contribute like so i think they are whether they like it or not going to go out with a whimper thornton's going to play internationally marlo's not going to get signed Mm. and it's going to be kind of brutal that sounds really sad 
Yeah, it is. And it would have been better if Marlowe was like, you know what? I'm going to break the record. I'm going to go out with dignity. And I'm going to commit to the Sharks. And I'm here. And it's great. And whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? like I I'm mean, good. there is a chance that the Sharks do resign him out of if loyalty and love. If they resign him, then they're going to suck next season. Sure. And I'm okay There's with that if that's what they, they said they were going to do. But I don't want them to. Mm-hmm. Because if they suck next season, DW gets fired. Mm-hmm. I would think. And then we're just in for the same thing again. And I don't know how much I can care. Yeah. Like, it's going to be way easier to be rooting for the Kraken next season than the Sharks. <laughs> if that's what happens. Brutal. If they re-sign Marlo. Yeah. And get, I don't know, fucking Arendelle back or some bullshit. And then, like sign uh uh oh shit who was the former shark i was saying they should bring back from buffalo um, that they traded it's not rudolph's balsers danny o'regan bring back danny Mm o'regan who's got five career goals in like 80 games yikes bring back aaron dell and re-sign patrick marlowe the sharks are gonna be garbage next season Mm -hmm. and they're gonna have openly said oh we're gonna compete next year right yeah bullshit we're a playoff team no fucking way and i think the fan base will be pissed wasn't it vlasic who was like really adamant about that he was real cocky he was like doug doesn't want to rebuild i'm here for 20 years oh i didn't even know i had a no movement clause you just said you're here for 20 years bro oh Shit. Yeah, you're making... How do you not know your own contract? <laughs> um, yeah. No, that was bullshit. But, like, I understand, like, the idea of, like, manifesting positivity. Right? Like, we're gonna be a playoff team. Totally. We've got what it takes. You're a pro athlete. I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. You gotta believe in yourself. You have to mm-hmm. be stupidly confident. But you also have to kind of admit the failures of like, you know what, we didn't do all this year, but next year we're really going to contribute or something. Here's the thing. Bob Bugner does that. Yeah. That's what I really like about him. That's why it's hard to Fuck him. Get a new coach. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) No, Uh, I just, personally, I haven't seen enough from Bugner's coaching last year or this year for me to think that it's worthwhile. I agree. It's hard to argue with the results. Mm -hmm. And pro sports is a results based and the thing business. is like like you know like we've discussed the players are here so what do you change coaching yeah maybe a couple of other Rando um pieces. other players that can kind of contribute to these main players that are locked in and draft picks like i don't know what else you do yeah i there's there's not much else to do unless you pull some sort of large large deal or like a hockey trade mm-hmm. like a suban for weber like one for one like right. just change of scenery and that's what i think the timo meyer to new jersey deal could, could be. be like flip meyer for the crazy version would be like trade meyer for jack hughes which would be like bananas wouldn't have you'd have to do Meyer and LeBanc and like a first and crazy <laughs> shit because Hughes is a hyped first overall pick that they just threw into the NHL uh-huh. and then the whole team sucked. Um, but like, 
you know, do something that's... Did Hughes suck? He he didn't live up to total expectation. So why give that much for him? Because he's still got good underlying numbers. His Corsi <laughs> and expected goals for is still high. And he still scored like 20 goals, mm-hmm. but he didn't like blow up the league. Right. He's not like McDavid. No one's McDavid. Mm-hmm. So like... I think that what we want is something big. Totally. And we're in this weird state in this offseason where so far, just based on the fucking draft lottery, all mm-hmm. we've got is kind of like, oh, the same. Right. Continuing on. So it's still going to be a really exciting offseason. What I have to keep reminding myself about the draft lottery, though, is like a lot of those players aren't going to necessarily be there next season. But the the hype was that the Sharks are maybe looking to get someone who's NHL ready mm-hmm. now. And that would be Beneers. Right. Maybe. Which might they might still get. I don't know. We'll see. Dude, if they got Beneers, I'd be stoked. But there's no way he falls that far. You don't think so? I don't think so. Um, so we'll see. They might... I, I, it, it'll still be interesting to see how the top ten picks roll out. Mm-hmm. We don't have to wait... For the Sharks to pick 31st. Right. The last pick of the draft. Um, you know, they did something cool with it last season with the Ozzy Weisblatt pick and, like, signing Ozzy. That was a cool moment. It was a great way yeah. to end the draft. The Sharks really made the whole totally. spectacle of the thing actually interesting. So maybe they'll do something cool this season or not i have no fucking idea but i still think it's going to be a very important off season for this team otherwise if it's a boring one then the sharks are just going to tank for another year and we're going to be hardcore kraken fans <laughs> <laughs> like yay sharks yeah shark kraken i mean they're both underwater they're sea creatures yeah, yeah. i mean one is mythical do you want to uh do you want to go over the logo bracket progress? Yes, I do. And I'm not going to use those two words in conjunction with one another. Okay, so the Maple Leafs lose to the Canadians, as you predicted, because it is Leafs how I predicted, are yeah. not threatening, and they never will be. So you're I know, doomed it's to just, fail, Leafs. Like, I don't know what the Leafs would win lin- against. Win against... Uh, I had a thought, like, maybe Jets if they, like, block up the windows. Yeah, or, like, clog the turbines. Sure. But that's, like, a ton of Leafs. Yeah, it's a lot. So, it's going to be Canadians and Jets, which is not what you predicted. So, that's off. I, I had the Jets losing... You had the Jets losing to the Oilers, mm. and then it was Canadians and Oilers. So if the Canadians win... So the Jets have won. Yeah, they swapped okay. the Oilers. Oh, okay. Damn, okay. That was the whole, like, thing. You knew that. Sure I did. Yeah. And uh, so it's going to be Canadians and Jets. And so as long as the Canadians win, you're good. Mm-hmm. Tampa but, yeah. has won two games against the Hurricanes, which is a problem for Ooh, you. That is a problem. The Hurricanes are supposed to go all the way. Yeah. So you need the Hurricanes to mount, mount a comeback here. Yeah, I do. And then, uh, 
Let's see what else. The, the next game is tomorrow at four thirty. So the Avalanche spanked the Knights seven to one in the first game. Which and I had awesome. Avalanche winning, right? Avalanche yeah. looks like they're still going to win. But um, right now it's um, that has been really lopsided. Is it one zero? Mm-hmm. As far as I know, it's it's one nothing game lead okay. for the Avs. I don't know if they're playing tonight. I think they are. It's in third period right now. What's the score? 2-2. Okay. Yeah. That's a little more like it. I thought the Golden Knights had put up a bit more of a fight against the Avs. Um, and then we have the Bruins and the Islanders. You predicted the Islanders because the whole bear thing. Right, yeah. So that's that. Uh, is there but any did series? the Islanders actually win? Um, I don't know. Since the series is tied 1-1. Okay, so we'll see. So more or less... It's just the Oilers getting knocked out right. that, that throws you. That Otherwise, you're off. spot on. You're yeah. really doing good. Is there is there any other series I forgot? I'm just looking right now. I think that's kind of it. So who are you rooting for on the Hurricanes? <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> any of the players I've thrown at you? Uh, no. What about former Shark? Wait, wait, wait. Who was the farmer shark? Oh, shit. Um, Joachim? Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. Shark's legend. Joachim Ryan. <laughs> I do remember him. I mean, obviously, I remembered him enough to know his name. Yeah. Um. So, Joachim Ryan, game-winning goal for game three and four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totes. <laughs> He might be healthy scratched. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. He's <laughs> definitely not been a star so far from what I've seen of the highlights. Yeah. So you got to hope for the Hurricanes, but then otherwise your playoff predictions have been pretty solid except yeah. for the Jets. That's been a bit of an upset for you. Well, and you know, in previous Just seasons... Just you. The, in previous... No one else is upset by the Oilers Nobody getting swept. <laughs> Um, in previous seasons, the Jets just win everything, so yeah. me predicting the Oilers over the Jets was pretty unique this so year. So are you feeling, like, extra spiteful, like the Canadians must beat the Jets? Yeah, I mean, I really thought the oil in the engine of the Jet, like, fighting against it was pretty solid logic. Yeah, it was good. Um, but now I'm trying to imagine, like, Canadians versus Jets, and, like, it's really hard. Logo battle-wise, it's the fucking Jets. Right. Now we're in 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 very scary territory, logo uh -huh. battle-wise, where Jets Unless, are going to everything. I mean, if you just... But you don't get like, to redo your picks here. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm just saying, like, if I'm thinking about it, like, if Jets are just, you know, Jets, as they are created by man... Canadians mm. are men who could also be engineers and, like, actively thinking about solutions against the Jets. I mean, a jet isn't really threatening without a pilot. Right. So if the pilot is a Canadian... Yeah. Then the Canadians could totally win. Like, kamikaze themselves and, like, technically die after sure. <laughs> the jet explodes. Or just, like... Even? Like when you're like when you're Bowser in Super Mario, uh -huh. uh, in like Smash Bros. Brawl, and you like swipe somebody and like die off the end. Uh huh. You know they are under you, so they die first. Therefore, therefore you win. Yeah. So that series is going to seven based yeah. on that logic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think that's true. 
I'm pretty proud of my logo predictions this year. Doing better than my bracket. Yeah? I think so. I had the Canadians beating the Leafs, which was right. I picked a bunch of upsets. Mm-hmm. I I picked the Blues winning, which was stupid. And uh, and then I picked the Caps going all the way. Mm-hmm. The you Caps. would. I like the Caps. You like the Caps. I thought yeah. they were good. They got Manta. They got Ovi. They got Chara. Didn't work out. Well, I can't believe the Bruins are still so stupidly good. But here we are. Here we are. Any other final thoughts? I think I'm good. Follow us on Twitter at mdroppinmitts. And on Instagram at muppetsdroppinmitts. I think I texted you about the central scouting rankings. I don't. Basically, they still have Owen Powers number one, but in second was Mason McTavish, who moved up from like... I remember that name. Yeah, it's a great fucking name. Awesome name. Um, And then they put uh, Beneers down at like six or seven, which like, oh God, yes, please God. (laughs) (laughs) Dylan Gunther also moves down a bit, um, which I thought was interesting. But that seems a little inflated, and who knows? It'll still be interesting to see who picks what. But basically, central scouting... You asked me to post about on Insta about us recording. Do, you don't need to fact check. I'm telling you right now. Can you not do this? Um, so there's no like rankings from God, but central scouting is probably the closest you can get. Mm-hmm. And so because God doesn't exist, you know. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. <laughs> they're, yeah. The thing. They're, they're basically the the closest thing to God, which is nothing. <laughs> it's like electing a pope. They're like the what is that? Like the papal congress or what the fuck is it when you elect a pope they, they're no called idea. something they're like the 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 i'm si- not catholic the society of care. silly hats yeah that burns papal smoke. congress makes sense papal yeah so like a papal smear no okay so the, <laughs> so the, different duck builds the hat instead <laughs> uh, papal scouting uh-huh. <laughs> put together this list of North American skaters and European skaters. And they have this guy, Atu Ratu. Oh, that's a good name. Right? There's some good names on there, like ranked up high in the Euro trash. And then the <laughs> the North Americans is a bunch of Michiganders. But Mason McTavish moved up. And uh, Kent Johnson, which is a really boring name. Sounds mm-hmm. kind of porny. <laughs> Kent Johnson. Yeah. He's, I don't know that I'd get porny up. from that, but... His last name's Johnson. Sure. He's Mr. Johnson. Okay, but sure. It's a very common name. I don't automatically go to porn. Like... Now, if it was... What was it? Dirk... Diggler? It's Diggler, but yeah. Diggler. 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 Dirk it's, Diggler. It's for the high-class porno. <laughs> oh... Italian is very high class, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck <laughs> Jesus. This is what you wanted. Yeah. So basically, the the main takeaway from this, the papal scouting was mm-hmm. um, they moved Mason McTavish up really high and then veneers like down to like six or seven which is where the sharks are picking which mm-hmm. is like uh, oh my yeah. god if they could get veneers that would be great yeah um and uh yeah interesting stuff
but the draft lottery wasn't interesting, so it'll still be interesting to see who the fuck people pick, because mm-hmm. the consensus is all over the place. Kazoo Kachu. You ready? Yeah. I was just talking for like two minutes, I am and you started tired. yawning. No, I didn't. You pulled the yawn. I saw one. No, I didn't. I like that you're denying it. You're I did not. Yawn truther. I would know if I was going to yawn, and yeah. that was not it. Oh, you've got total knowledge of all your orifices. Yeah, I do. When they open they and close. They are my orifices. I'm not saying they aren't. Maybe they belong to Jesus. Maybe they don't. No, we just had this conversation. <laughs> Central Scouting says. <laughs> the Papal Congress says. What if you had to rank... Okay, if you had to rank, like, graphics, your your top five orifices... Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know what you're asking. Am I picking? And then, like, you have to rank which one is the best? Of like, my orifices? Number one orifice this year. So, like, am I the scout or are you the scout? I don't know. I'm, I'm the team. You're the scout. I'm uncomfortable. This is no. great. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Chad Daniels joke. Living, uh, women have 11 holes in their body. And uh, some of you are laughing. Most of you are counting. Yeah. <laughs> belly button, if you count that one. But even with the belly button, I don't get 11. I don't get 11. I think you have to count eye sockets, which doesn't work. But even then, it's like ears... So the both nostrils, mouth, we're at five. Uh-huh. Uh, vagina, butthole. Yeah, we're at seven. And then Even I, with the eyeballs. Then I go belly button. Now, here's the thing. Even with the eyeballs and the, and the belly button, that's only ten. <laughs> I heard eyebrows, which is great. <laughs> or but eyeballs. I think it's eyeballs. <laughs> is that the opposite of eye candy? <laughs> 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 so if you count both eye sockets and the belly button, that's only ten. Here's the thing: can you make a hole with other body parts? Because in that case, you could like squeeze boobs together. Sure, but then you get way more than eleven. Together, like put your hands together. That's a hole. Like, oh, dude, dude, yeah, the circle game. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Or each hand. Mm. But like that's way more than eleven. So yeah, damn it. Yeah. What about like in between each toe? Oh jeez. <laughs> the, the crevices aren't holes. Wait, maybe he's counting the urethra. Oh, smart man. He is educated on on that the fact ladies. that those are two different parts. The more you know, the <laughs> that's fewer probably places it. That's probably to put it. your dick. But that doesn't get us to 11. Yeah, it though. does. All right. Ear, ear. Uh-huh. Nostril, nostril. Uh-huh. Mouth. Vagina. Butthole. Uh-huh. Eye socket, eye socket. Belly button. Urethra. Okay. Okay. That's 11. Yeah. We finally figured out. Oh, how my ma- God. How it's many, been like 10 years how many since I've years? heard that joke. <laughs> Cracked the code. Oh, man. I always thought it was boobs for the 11. Nah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Zip case is closed. <laughs> now we may move on with our lives. Hmm. And we can stop having those exploratory Saturdays. Oh, they'll still happen. <laughs> I, still, I still like the orifice ranking idea. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't understand it, therefore I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, 
You should just tweet that. That's like the mood of the country right now. Like, that is society in a fucking nutshell. Oh, my God. So much of the world's problems. Man, this this got deep. <laughs> oh, that hit harder than I intended. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Hmm.